We are living in a world that glorifies the hustle, a world that tells us we need to make ourselves known and achieve a standard of success that even the billionaires don't believe they have reached. We are a world of individuals with overwhelmed schedules and underwhelmed souls. As an overachiever, Brooke Peterson, founder of the Well Woman Co., never met a goal she couldn't beat. Her drive, grit, and tenacity brought her so much success in the world's eyes, but stress and strife were a constant. After a month-long sabbatical, Brooke realized God was calling her to a different life, where success meant something so much more. Beyond the hustle, beyond the stress, beyond the internal burdens of the world's success. So grab your headphones and listen in on how you too can break free from the grind and begin a journey that leads to a deeper relationship with Christ and a life you can truly be proud of. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it. Keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles, and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl. Let's get it. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Faith Inspired Podcast. Today we have another fantastic episode for you. I have on Brooke Peterson. She is an author and has an amazing food freedom story that I would love to share with you on another episode. But today I want to talk about pausing and refocusing, which is something that Brooke has been really excelling at and working on this past year. So we're talking about cutting out the clutter, forgetting the to-do list, and then creating a simpler life just to hear God's voice and recenter with him. So Brooke, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Erica. It's a huge honor to be here. And I just love what you're doing with the Faith Inspired Podcast. And I know this is a step of faith for you to even pour into and give back to women in this way. And I think that your timing is so prophetically accurate in the time that we're finding ourselves in. And so I'm just honored to be here and cheer on, you know, what the Lord is doing through you, Erica, and through each of the women who are listening. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So before we dive in, because this is the topic of recentering, cutting out the clutter, cutting out everything is like really on my heart. Before we dive into that, can you tell us just a little bit more about who you are? You have your own company as well called the Well Women Co. So tell us a little bit about Well Women Co., who you are personally, and then we'll dive into some of the fun stuff. I am married. I have a five-year-old daughter. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's funny because in your intro, you know, you mentioned something about throwing out the to-do list or giving up the to-do list. And I'm sure for many of your listeners, they might've heard that and been like, oh, snap. (laughs) No, I cannot give up my to-do list. (laughs) That sounds like the worst idea. And that's not obviously necessarily what I'm going to completely advocate, but I want the listeners to know that that is not me. I'm not this 
zened out, calm person. That is not my nature. I am an athlete like through and through. I loved playing sports growing up. I was very driven. I had a very driven nature. I knew that I wanted to be three things as I was growing up. And one of them was a personal trainer or a hairstylist or a missionary. (laughs) So very diverse. And so right after I graduated high school, I went to cosmetology school. I started working in a salon and being the driven person I am, it wasn't like, I'm just going to be a hairstylist and be happy. It was like, I'm going to travel the world and do famous people's hair and do um, platform artistry, you know, at different conferences and conventions and teaching. And, you know, I had this big grandiose dream and and I was on the way to it. I was Mm -hmm. seeking out mentors and Well, then the Lord interrupted that plan and he opened up the door to do this ministry school in Birmingham, Alabama, while I was just starting my hair career. And it was totally out of left field, Eric. I was like, this does not make sense. I am in my career. I am excelling. I have a vision. And then out of left field, the Lord's like, hey, you want to go to school at a church down south? Um, (laughs) And I said, "Uh, no, that sounds awful. A little less glamorous. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Right. I mentioned missionary was like always something stirring inside of me. So that spoke to the adventure that spoke to, you know, ministry and long story short, I actually had an encounter while I was mixing color for a client and the Lord like interrupted my thought and said, you're going to Alabama. Mm-hmm. And why I share that part of the story, because for me, that was my fork in the road moment. That was my fork in the road to say, am I going to follow my own dreams and my own passions and desires, or am I going to yield to the voice of the Lord and take this huge leap of faith, which is funny because we're on the faith inspired podcast. Mm -hmm. I've always known the Lord, given my heart to Jesus at a very young age. But at that time in my life, I was starting to go down my own path for life. And that fork in the road moment was my decision to say, you know what? I'm going to trust him. (laughs) I'm smart enough to know that his ways are probably better. And so long story short, I took this huge leap of faith and what was only going to be one year program ended up being three years. So I lived and spent three years in Birmingham, Alabama, doing missions a lot in the inner city. We traveled out of the country a lot in the Southwest. And so just opening up my eyes to like the need in my own backyard, Mm. in my own country and, and learning that to make a difference. We don't have to go to Africa or some third world country to make a difference. There's plenty in our own backyard. There's plenty of people all around us in our neighborhoods that need the hope of Jesus and need healing and need to be restored like we all do. Mm -hmm. And so that was three years that transformed my life and set it on a new trajectory and finished that program, got married, And I moved back to Minnesota. I actually started in a sales career, which I know, again, sounds pretty random, but (laughs) I've always been a little like uncomfortable in the church building, meaning I feel called outside the church walls. Mm -hmm. I want to like be out there where I'd encounter people who'd never stepped foot in a church. And there's this term called marketplace ministry, which I'm extremely Mm -hmm. passionate about. Your listeners might be able to relate because they have businesses or like you, they're in corporate America. And how do we extend the kingdom of God into that sphere? And so I started in the sales position and again, being driven, I experienced a level of success in a short amount of time, but it was at the cost of a lot, mm-hmm. a cost of my health, a cost of my peace, because in these younger years of growing and developing my professional skills, I just took all these gifts that God gave me of 
grit and tenacity. And I just took hold of them, took the reins and sprinted. And it was a really difficult first year of marriage for me because of that, not because there's anything wrong in my relationship with my husband and I, but because I was so had such internal burdens and anxiety of like my performance and trying to prove and, you know, succeed, especially in like the world's measurement of success in finances and in recognition, et cetera. And so Fast forward several years into this, building my own book of business in corporate America, doing employee benefit sales. I had my first daughter and I passed on that book of business. I kind of moved on from that chapter of my professional life and was just momming for the first several months and really loved it, honestly. Surprisingly, it was a fun transition for me just to be able to focus on my newborn and be with her and three months into having her, I was set free and had this deliverance experience with the Lord from an eating disorder that I had secretly been struggling with for over 10 years, which maybe again, in another episode, we can cover Mm -hmm. that testimony and that experience of literally in a moment, Erica being freed from over a decade of this secret bondage and addiction changed my life so much. So I wrote a book about that experience so that other women could not only be set free from maybe disordered eating patterns or poor body image, but actually have a practical roadmap to living that out. And I began a podcast, um, online courses. And so again, my daughter's three months old. Okay. I had this experience. I had like three months of quote rest, had this experience. And again, although it was good, there was pure motives behind like wanting to just simply share this testimony with others. But again, like the old mindsets and habits of striving and hustling overpowered me. And I look back, not necessarily with regret, but with like sorrow of like, man, I missed the first two or three years of my daughter's life. I was home. I was still quote a full-time mom, but I would get childcare. You know, every time she napped, it was like, how much work can I get in? It was always like, mm-hmm. okay, in my day, yes, I need to care for my child, number one, but like, how can I set my day up so that I can get the most amount done in my business, in my ministry, rather than like, how can I best steward myself first, like my own health, my own well-being, and my daughter's. So it was sort of flipped. And up until a year ago, when I took a sabbatical month sabbatical to just sort of pull back and realign, am I doing the right thing? Are we shooting at the right things where the Lord really reassigned me, which I'm sure we'll talk about. That's a snapshot of where I am today. I'm a mom who works from home, who stays at home. I'm in a very much season of rediscovering reassignment and recovering workaholic, recovering strivaholic, recovering needing to get affirmation and get my significance from those around me rather than the Lord. So there's so much more I could say, but that just kind of gives people an idea of like, you know, not to mention the physical side of things, being an athlete, right? From a young age, like, when my daughter was, I don't know, a couple of weeks old, when you get the okay, you know, I started this boot camp six days a week, 45 minutes a day early. I'd wake up at 4:30, I'd pump, go to the gym for 45 minutes, beat my brains out, come back. You know, like this is just the kind of mindset that I was mm-hmm. in, not just driven in my nature professionally, but also physically, like just going so hard and trying to beat my body into submission. And all those things eventually take its toll. Yeah. Wow, Brooke, what a God timing. As I said to you previous to starting to record this was 
this is probably more for me than for anybody else. But as you're talking, you know, that is who you are and what you're saying, like you strive and you go and your mind was always going and perfectionist, overachiever. You know, I was never an athlete, but same with you, like previous to this version of Erica that's working on things. When my kiddo was, you know, when I got the go ahead as well, I joined an 80 day program where I was working out an hour every morning with a newborn, (laughs) like, but I did it. Wow. And that's insanity. And then I literally did the insanity program. If those of you know, like Beachbody did insanity the two months full when I was working 60 hours a week with a baby. But it was like ingrained in me, like, you know, Mm -hmm. society tells you, like, make sure you're working out every morning and you're getting healthy. And it does make you feel good. Like, it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. I think moving your body every day is good. But to the extreme of what these programs tell you, well, you still have to be a mom or whatever role you do. And then a job is just craziness. So just such a blessing to have you on today to walk through that because I'm going through this Hmm. as well right now. But you are very much way further beyond the path that I am at the moment. And what the catalyst for this conversation actually was, we both know the lovely Ellie Collins and Ellie was a guest on episode three of the Faith Inspired Podcast. And I was speaking with her about how, as you mentioned, like it's always that internal burden, like those internal burdens you have that like make you want to do, 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 and like go, go, go. And like, just to continue to like hit these goals that you people don't even like set for you, but that you set for yourself. And then some of them actually are these worldly goals of like I had mentioned, you know, like make sure you work out. And then there's all these lists of what you should do, like even down to like floss your teeth every day, or you should be like (laughs) having a five-step regimen. And then, you know, you need to do this for your child and just all of these things. So this is just such a great topic. And I really want to know what this year has been like for you. And you said that you've been kind of pausing and really hearing from God a little bit more. So what has this year been like for you? And how has it changed your approach? Because you did have this business. So now what does that business look like? And and, and what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, such a humbling question. So like I mentioned, I took this sabbatical, which I've been making a habit the past several years of this past July. So it hasn't even been a year, Erica. Um, And so I took a month off, meaning that I wasn't launching anything or pushing content out. I just really dialed back and enjoy time with my family, like had fun, rested, Mm -hmm. slept in, like all those things. And, you know, I'd spend extra time with the Lord during that month of just uh, like sabbaticaling with him. And again, like realigning, how are we, what are we doing? And so to give context, previous to this July, I had my best year ever in business. I was having speaking opportunities across the country, uh, most locally, but I was traveling a little bit to speak. I launched a high-level mastermind called Align and Prosper, which was a huge success. There was about 10 women who journeyed with me for five months, and it was such a joy to walk through them and figure out like, okay, what has God called you to do? And like, how can we actually launch this thing? So like mm-hmm. aligning with their purpose, their identity, figuring out what their calling was in the season, and then launching their business or their ministry. That went extremely well. And so I was coming off of this time, like celebrating and rejoicing, like, thank you, God, for your faithfulness and feeling 
totally aligned in my purpose. Like this is why it was created. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was fully expecting like, okay, this is my projections for the rest of the year. You know, I had it all mapped out, Erica, like we do like type A people do like, this is the plan. And I was just like, this is right. Right. Lord. <laughs> like, here's the plan. Here, here it is. Like it's on paper. And so thanks for blessing it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like as I leaned in more of that month at the last week, this is how he is like the last week, I felt such a clear sense from him that he said, Brooke, I am reassigning you to your house, to your family. And I'm reassigning you to serve the body of Christ. And I'm like, um, what, (laughs) but what Mm -hmm. about this program? That's really working. That's helping women. You know, what about our family finances? I'm like contributing to our family finances. Finally, after a while, you know, what about all of that? What about all the money, the thousands and thousands of dollars I've invested into Mm -hmm. publishing a book, into programs, into personal education, into traveling and learning, like all the things, you know, that it takes to build a business like, what about that God? What happens? And he so clearly reminded me in John 15, he says, Jesus is saying that I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. And the Lord was reminding me that he cuts off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it'll be even more fruitful. So July for me was taking a big breath and leaning and trusting in a way that I have never up to this point of saying, God, this is crazy. This is a shot to my pride, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm building, I'm launching. People are asking, how's this going? And how's that going? And then I have to answer them. Well, it's not. (laughs) Actually, that thing is not happening. And Erica, this is really vulnerable, but I know you had Lindsay Mayon from the Truly Magazine, right? Mm -hmm. Love her, love what Truly is doing so much, so cheering them on. And I actually put out an ad that fall. So it was July and then the upcoming fall, I put an ad in the Truly Magazine that I had done, you know, several months previous to July, but promoting my Align and Prosper Mastermind. Oh my goodness. And so that... And it was too late. Like July is too late. Like that, that baby is out to print. Yep. And so I have an ad and I spent hundreds of dollars for this ad in the magazine for a program that is not currently happening. Oh my goodness. Side note, I was happy to do that, to sew into that magazine ministry. Like it's not about the money. It's just like, this is a little embarrassing, right? Yeah, totally. That would be for me, the one thing to make me, uh, okay, God, I must not be exactly. hearing you right. And I'm exactly. just going to go with this because I have an ad. Exactly. <laughs> like that I can't like delete and take offline. Like it's yes. in people's hands. Like printed. hundreds, maybe thousands of people have this and you get inquiries and you're like, I'm um, sorry. So, you know, talk about just like this place of total humility, Erica. And so, yeah. you know, since July, it's been leaning into humility and just saying, you know what, God, and coming to the place. Granted, this did not happen overnight. It did not happen overnight. I'm still in the process, right? Mm-hmm. He is slowly bringing me to a place and he's slowly been so faithful to bring me to this place of truly all I want is him. Hmm. I don't care how foolish I look. I don't care about what my bank account says. You know, I don't care if my numbers on social media are not growing I truly want him. And, you know, the hope in that is not 
a posture of like, oh, poor me, you know, like God is good. Like, it's truly not that it's out of a place of faith because he says in John 15, like he told me, number one, he's pruning what doesn't bear fruit. So I'm just leaning into the process of pruning what doesn't bear fruit. Like, God, please take those things away. But he also says, which is so crazy, he also prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they're more fruitful. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, you know, to share with your listeners, I'm at this place of I'm consistent with my podcast. I have a Wellman Co. podcast and I've been consistent with that because I feel like that fulfills the second mission he gave me in this season of serving the body of Christ. And so that's really like a love offering for me of just like serving women in that way, because as you know, a podcast is work. Currently, (laughs) I'm not paid to do this podcast. It's like truly a labor of love. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I have no idea what Well Woman Co. is right now. Hmm. And I have no idea what it's going to be like in the future. And honestly, I'm okay with that because I know what he is cultivating inside of me is so much deeper and more profound. And At the proper time, he will open up the door. At the proper time, he will bring me into a season of fruitfulness, which has already begun in a lot of different ways. It's not just not in the public eye, right? Mm -hmm. But at the proper time, he will open up the doors for me. And I am confident, not in myself, but I'm confident in his word that at the proper time, he will lift me up. At the proper time, I will bear more fruit. And it says Mm -hmm. that when we abide in the vine, we abide in Jesus. Truly, if we remain in him, not only will we bear fruit, but our fruit will last. And so that's my heart cry, you know, for me, for you, Erica, for your listeners, Mm -hmm. that they get to a place of truly, not just believing it or saying it, but truly experiencing in their heart that Jesus, you are all that I want. And you're the only thing that truly brings satisfaction. And then it's out of that place. It's out of that place where he's like, okay, now you're ready. Like now you're ready for the doors to be open so that the fruit that I'm going to bear through your life is not just like good and pretty and delicious, but actually is lasting. So that's what I want. I want like the lasting legacy from the things that I have the privilege of doing and creating, you know, not only for me, but for my kids and, and on and on. Hmm. That's so good. As you're saying that, like I can just resonate with, I'm not there yet, but I can resonate like where that's the dream for me. Like that is the dream of what I want to be. And when you're talking about pulling back and like right now, the season that I'm in, to be honest, like, so, you know, next week, my husband and I were going, or this weekend, we're going to go on a vacation and I'm super excited. But as anybody knows, like the vacation is wonderful, but the lead up mm. is like <laughs> treacherous. And especially if you own your own business, because it doesn't run without you. And so right now I'm just prepping like, okay, I have to do, you know, all six of my social posts because the world tells me in order for me to continue on the algorithm and get my followers that I have to create six different posts because I don't post on Sundays. I just post Monday through Saturday. So I have to create all those six posts ahead of time. So that's the content, that's the image, that is the emojis, that is the hashtags, that is everything that takes a lot of time. I have to prep all the podcast stuff because I'll launch a podcast next week. And you know, in my head, I'm thinking, well, this was a struggle. Like normally I launch them on Tuesdays and I was like, okay, I'm just going to launch it on Thursday. Like, you know, like that was like a huge decision Mm -hmm. for me as Mm -hmm. an overachiever and someone who's like, no, I have to do things by the book. And so like, I've thought to myself, really, like these are in my head at the end of the day, if I didn't want to post 
for a week on social media, like if I actually truly wanted to take a vacation, which I can, I know I can do that, but like that hamster in my head is telling me that I got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Like I could literally just put on my bio, like out of the office on vacation, you know, for, for five days and not post. And you know what? I think everything would actually be okay. You know, I might, Mm -hmm. might get dinged a little bit, but I honestly don't think I'd lose any followers. And to your point, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The followers aren't the point, you know? So it's just like, I'm in this stage right now where like, where you are is where I want to be because I envision that, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm talking to God and, you know, really like I've been asking him, like, please just work on my heart through all of this right now because this is just, it's hard. Like the anxiety is crazy. The frustration, you know, how you had mentioned like your marriage, you know, like, although it wasn't bad, it also probably wasn't good because you weren't always there. Big time. So my question to you is like now, like in granite, we're always working. You always be working on that. Like, where do you stand now that you've made this decision and you've really made sacrifices? Where do you stand like with how you feel on living your life? Because to me, I imagine like, I'm going to be like blissfully happy if I just decide to like give it up. But at the same time, I know that life is life. So like, where are you right now with your stage in and how you feel about this process and true honesty and vulnerability. Yeah. And I just want to honor you too, Erica, for just sharing your authenticity and vulnerability in where you are, because, you know, we're all at different places and, you know, I'm coming up on, what is it? Eight months, I guess, of this process. And so I'm, I'm like eight months into an intensive season. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's probably women listening. There's probably like a couple different camps. One is like, they're just listening to this. They're like, yeah, not an issue, but maybe it really is. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And like, maybe they're not even at the stage of like awareness, but you know what? Then they're going to have to go around the mountain again and again until their eyes are kind of open. And I was so there, I was there for over 10 years. Right. And then you start to gain awareness. Right. Then there comes this point of like, okay, like, Hmm, I wonder why I'm anxious all the time. Or like, Hmm, why am I always short at my husband? They're like, why are my kids causing me so much anxiety? Oh, it's because I can't do what I want to do. You know, like I can't build this thing that I feel like I should build. And then the awareness comes and then, and then we journey further down where we actually start to like, not only recognize, but we start to open up those places in our heart and the Lord brings wisdom and revelation healing, you know, step by step. So that is just normal. I just want to encourage you, like where you're at is such a gift and you can just say, Lord, thank you for opening my eyes to this. Because you know what, what if your heart was at a place where it maybe it was hard or you weren't able to receive and like you wouldn't even get this until five years down the road, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like wherever you are in the journey, you can say, God, thank you so much for where I'm at right now. And thank you that you don't just want to speed up the process and get me through it as quickly as possible. He's a God who cares about every part of us. And third John two, it says that beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So he mentions the three different parts of us, our body, our mind, and our spirit. And the key in that verse there is that you can only prosper in your finances and your metrics or whatever else you want to say. And you can only prosper in your body, your physical health, to the degree that your soul is well. Mm-hmm. Your soul. And so for me, you know, you ask like, okay, 
how am I feeling right now? Well, I am learning how to let the Lord love me, number one. And number two, I'm learning how to let him heal my soul. Because honestly, for the majority of my life, up until just recently, like this is not five years ago, it's like just recently, I feel like I would ignore and brush over so quickly my emotions because I just get over it, right? Like you mentioned your workout routine. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just did it. Like, sure, I got up, I was tired. I had like breastfeed before and after, like I was wiped <laughs> out, but I just did it. I just sucked it up. Or crying during a workout is totally normal. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I literally cried oh. one time when I was working out. It was the insanity program, but I was like, <sighs> I was like, I'm gonna do this and finish it because yeah. you know it was it was me against me moment. And that's not okay. Don't do that. <laughs> Someone has that sort of personality where you're so driven and goal oriented, your emotional health goes to pot. Mm-hmm. That's where I was. I was like, my body was fine. My body was strong. You know, like I experienced success at a level in my uh, career and things like that, but my soul was suffering so that those other things were capped. It was like, I was at a glass ceiling. So I've been learning how to like, Hey, I'm feeling this way. Hmm. I wonder why. And like, Lord going through the process with him of like healing. Why is this irritability showing up, raising its head over and over again? Like, why am I anxious right now? you know, and like really doing the work to allow him to go into those deep places in my soul, you know, doing some more journaling, inviting friends and community. Like a lot of times my friends would be like, how are you? I'm like, Ellie Collins knows this. We walk and pray once a week. Like, how are you doing? Like, I'm totally fine. (laughs) I don't even know how I'm feeling. Cause I just like do stuff. I just get stuff done. That's all I know how to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm becoming comfortable. Number one, like I said at the beginning, like receiving God's love. And I've known his love about his love my entire life, but it has not been until more recently where I've actually learned how to be a better receiver of his love. And number two, it's like doing some soul healing, you know, doing some counseling and opening up to friends and even opening up with the Lord, having those conversations, letting him heal my soul areas. And it's amazing, Erica, as I've the more and more I lean into this of the soul healing, my body is healing. Literally, I've been struggling with some gut issues, mm. some infertility in the past. Those things are correcting themselves. <laughs> and even on a professional level, even though I'm not launching and creating a lot of things right now, it's amazing like the opportunities that are coming my way. And I'm like, how did you get my name? Like, I'm not even doing mm. anything. Like, I'm not even promoting myself on social media for the last month, but like, how did you get my contact? Like, literally, it's things like that that's starting to happen, Erica. Cool. And so that can be the hope for you and the confidence is like, he knows exactly what we need. And then when the doors start to open, like the opportunities are starting to come, I feel like I'm able to serve out of such a deep well, right? Like it's not my own thing. It's truly like what he's deposited in me. Now I can freely give away. Wow. And it just is a good reminder of like, he really can do more than you ever could. Yes. I mean, during that that month, you could be posting away. You could be posting like three times a day on Instagram, you know, and like really feeling stressed out and like all that, but he's going to give you what he wants to give you. Yes. And you don't have to do anything for that. And I think that's a battle that a lot of us, especially as women are facing, you know, in the Bible, it tells us that we need to do the best that we can paraphrasing here, but like if somebody knows that sin is sin, then it's sin to them. 
for me, if I know like, okay, if I do this project, you know, with half the amount of effort and I know I'm supposed to give more, then like, that's a sin kind of thing. But like the Bible also tells us like, we don't earn his love. Our salvation isn't connected to the works that we do. But yet in the world, we're told, you know, it's all about our works. It's all about success. And I love how you had said about the soul and that verse on like the soul connection. And that reminded me of a verse that Lisa Turkhurst, it's in one of her devotionals, which is phenomenal. I'm forgetting what it is, but I'll put it in the show notes. And it literally made me leave my job. Wow. I'm not even kidding you. Like this line literally made me like quit my job. What stopped me in my tracks, it was something to the effect of like, she lives with an overwhelmed schedule, but an underwhelmed soul. And that just like got me because in that moment, and I've had that moment many, many times after that, but in that moment, it was like, that is me. Like everything the world is telling me is that like I'm a success and my schedule is busy. I have a wonderful family. I have all this stuff going for me. I'm doing all the right things, ticking off the boxes, all of that. But like, holy moly, my soul is suffering. And so I really, really appreciate how you had said that. And then also how you had said about recognizing your feelings. I think that's what I've been doing. Like you stating it made me realize like, oh yeah, that's what I've been doing. Because when I start to feel anxious about something, because I'm very much a naturally just anxious person. Like I will wake up in the morning and if I have a to-do list that needs to get done, like I don't feel calm until I've gotten like two of those boxes checked off. And my husband feels that and everybody feels that because it's just like, I have to focus on like the stuff that needs to get done and it needs to get done now until I can actually feel calm. And so I've been trying to fight against those anxious feelings because I'll have really great days where like, I am totally in line with God and like, I'm at peace. And I kind of just like, you know what? I'm not even going to look at how many people liked that post because it doesn't matter. Like that was what I felt like you wanted me to say. And then the next day I'm like, oh my gosh no one liked my post, (laughs) like, you know, freaking out about it. And so I'm recognizing like, okay, Lord, in those moments, like, what is it that you are teaching me right now? Like, what is it that like this anxious feeling I have, I'm not supposed to have that. And I know that. So like, I'm coming to you now. Like, what is it that you are teaching me in this moment? And like, how can I realign with your word and who you are? And what is it that you actually want me to do? Because really, where I am right now in my life is I don't want to feel this way anymore. Mm. Like my biggest fear is that I'm going to get to the end of my life and be like, I wasted it. I completely wasted it. Not because I wasn't doing anything, but because I was doing everything and anxious about it. Mm. And I am going to look back and be like, what did I do? You know, like, Lord, like, and like I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it, but like that is my biggest fear. Like, Lord, I didn't I didn't follow your step. I was ignoring my child when I should have been spending more time with them, or even when I was with them, I wasn't present. I went through this marriage class through a church. It was a woman's thing. And we had to ask our husband some questions. And one of them was like, What's one thing that you want from me? Just if you could do like one thing. And my husband said, I want you to look me in the eye when you talk to me. That was his reaction. Mm. That is what his comment was. Talk about a draw-dropping moment of like, that's all he wants. That is all my husband wants from me is for me to like 
actually, and what he was saying was like, I want you to actually like hear me. I want you to actually like talk to me. I don't want you to like focus on everything else around you and then have me as a to-do list as well. I actually want to be in the moment with you and have that relationship with you. That's just like what I want to do for every different aspect in my life. And so like that biggest fear is like, I want to start living in a way right now where like I can get to the end of my life and know that like I poured in to those that I loved. Even if it's like a business thing, I poured in in a loving way that God wanted me to instead of focusing on, holy moly, I've got to beat this Instagram algorithm. I've got to post on all these five different platforms. I have to make sure my business plan is up to date and like all these things. Like at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And and God's mission does. So not sure I was going with that, but I just felt like so (laughs) so that was like on my heart because those are just like those moments. And I know I'm not alone because I even right before this podcast, there was a woman who posted about she's a blogger and and she's a, a ministry leader and how she's having to pull away from social media and have to fight these things too having to fight these like fear of missing out and making sure that you're trying to beat all these things that you have to beat in order just to be seen. Her point was at the end of the day, God's going to present me in front of people that he needs to present me to, whether Mm -hmm. I have a following of one or I have a following of like a hundred thousand. Yeah. That's all that matters. So for you, because you are much further along in this journey, what are some like tangible steps that women can take? Because I have a feeling some women listening right now are like, okay, yeah, you're speaking to me. Mm. Like, I really, really want this, but I have to work, you know, a 40 plus 60 hour job. I have many responsibilities in my life. You know, I'm very much aware that for me, you know, I have a husband to fall back on financially if if we need to. And I know that's not an opportunity for many people. So like, yeah. what can they do? that really, really will work for their life, you know, that will work in tandem with their life, but then they can pull back and still, still have things, still be able to live in this world and not be, like, got to do certain things to still survive. So any, any tips? Living in the wilderness off of granola bars. Exactly. Like you can't be completely off the grid (laughs) if you are, which honestly, I've dreamed of days like that recently. Right. I'm like, I'm just going to throw myself out and all that. But yeah. So anything tangible, any, any good, Mm -hmm. good tidbits. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say I've been there. I mean, I had those conversations with my husband so many times, like literally same sort of scenario. You know, the first three years of my daughter's life, she didn't like me. Mm. (laughs) And I mean, we were fine, but like, there was literally times where she just, she didn't like me. She wanted to be with dad because every time she was with me, I was anxious. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, when can we, when can I uh, give you something where it'll be occupied long enough for me to accomplish something? Yeah. So I just, I feel you. I, I've been mm-hmm. there so much. And, you know, it boils down to, I'll, I'll get into some practicals in a second, but I just want to say of, you know, the pressure we feel of what you're saying, Erica, like, I want to end well. Like, I want to hear him say good and faithful Mm -hmm. servant. I want to be pleasing to him. I want to do as much as I can, you know, with the gifts that he's deposited within me, I want to use them. Right. And like, I feel that too. I'm like, God, you've placed so much inside of me. And to each one of the ladies listening, he's placed so much inside of you. And there is massive yields 
from your life, potential yields from your life. And so there's something inside of all of us, which is God given of this desire to create. And when we think about the original mandate in Genesis, like we were created in his image, you know, he said, be fruitful and multiply, take dominion of the earth. It's not like he created us to just sip lemonade in a garden. Like he he created us for a job to do. But the key was it was in partnership with the father and intimacy with the father. We were never supposed to leave the garden per se. We were never supposed to say, okay, okay, God, you know, thanks for packing my lunch. You know, see you after work's done. No, like it was always like we are working together. We are co-laborers. And so when we fast forward to like, the new covenant that we live in, you know, Jesus paid the price to redeem us and bring us back to the father. So in this life that we live as believers in Christ, if I were to boil it down to two things, it says in John 10, 10, like my sheep hear my voice. So number one, we have to remember that as believers in Christ, that we hear our father's voice and the voice of the enemy we do not recognize. And so we have to raise our expectation that God is speaking to us. Like Erica, the Lord is speaking to you in the secret place. And he's speaking to you throughout the day when you're taking care of your son, when you're, you know, doing errands, when the women listening are driving to their work and on their morning commute, like the Lord is speaking to us and we can be confident that we hear his voice. And the second thing is that Like John 15 says that if we abide in the vine, meaning if we remain in Jesus, he says that we will bear much fruit because apart from him, we can do nothing. And so it's like this constant back and forth between, okay, receiving his love, hearing his voice, and then we're abiding in him, right? We're in that posture of like abiding. And then he brings the revelation. He brings a word. He gives us a little, uh, invites us into something. And then we have an opportunity to obey because it says those who love me, obey my commandments. That doesn't mean does everything perfectly, never has a misstep, never fails, like obeys the letter of the law. No, he's saying like those who hear my voice and then actually do something about it. Those are the ones who love me. And it says in John 15, that those are the ones who will bear fruit and fruit that lasts. So it really is as simple as like, Lord, I love you. I receive your love. What are you saying? Okay, I'm going to do it. And then we go back to the place. Okay, Lord, I love you. I hear your voice. What are you saying? What's your heart in the situation? Then you do it. Like this is like a moment by moment, day by day thing, journey with the Lord. And we can be confident, like you mentioned with your friend of like, but I should be posting and like, I'm missing out on algorithm, algorithm, schmelgorithm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. I have business coaches. I've worked with them. I've taken the courses. I've done the thing. I've done the launches. Like I understand there's a measure of success and there's a lot of common sense in doing things the way the world does. And it's not necessarily wrong. I don't think I'm not saying Mm -hmm. like, this is a sin to, you know, follow the yellow brick road to success. Mm -hmm. But I am, I, I do believe that just like everything, like the father has another way for all of us to operate in the world. And like I started, you know, with this passion of marketplace ministry, I think of like the women right now who are working the 40 hours a week and who have responsibility, not only in their job, but also at home. Lord, how do I operate within my sphere of influence in my job with my coworkers leading these projects? You know, well, I believe that as we lean in to hear his voice and practice hearing his voice, 
that he's going to give you ideas for your job. He's going to give you ideas like he did with me just recently, like how to love on and educate your kids, <laughs> you know, or like steward your kids, which for me right now is like, learn how to, and by the way, I don't know how to garden. Like I can't keep a house plant alive. Okay. So this is a big step for me, right there with you, girl. but I don't care. I don't care. I'm like going to invite my daughter into this and we're going to fail forward together, you know? And so, you know, I'm um, just like, maybe with that, a few practical suggestions is like, with that idea of like, we hear his voice and those who love him obey what he says, right? Like actually trust and take those leaps of faith, whether it's big or small. Well, I would ask the listeners, you know, along with myself, like, have you done the last thing the Lord has asked you to do? Sometimes I'm like, God, I don't hear you. You feel distant. Do you even hear me right now? I'm talking to a brick wall. You're like, what's going on? And then sometimes he'll bring me back to just the last thing that he told me to do. And I, maybe I haven't done it yet. And maybe he's waiting for me to like do the last thing he asked me to do before he wants to reveal the next step. And so I would ask like, what is the last thing the Lord shared with you? Like, what's the last unction you've gotten in your spirit? And, you know, for you, maybe it's like you're sharing, you're going on vacation and maybe you're not going to post for that week or you're going to post on a different schedule. Well, maybe it's simply like doing that and not just doing it but like doing it with a heart of trust, like, God, this is uncomfortable for me, but I believe you're leading me into a different way of working and resting and abiding in you. And so I'm just going to do it mm-hmm. and I'm not going to worry. And when I do, like when those worries come up and anxiety comes up, because that's normal, right? Then I'm going to actually address that anxiety and those thoughts of discouragement and despair that the enemy always wants to throw at us. And I'm going to combat that with the truth, which is like, for instance, John 15, that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, or if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit and your fruit will last, Mm -hmm. right? To paraphrase. Mm -hmm. So just like, again, like filling our minds with the truth and doing the last thing he's told us to do. The second thing I would encourage is to ignore life's distractions. We hear stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Proverbs 4.25. It says, set your gaze on the path before you. With fixed purpose, look straight ahead, ignoring life's distractions. I'll read that one more time. Set your gaze on the path before you. With fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Like that's in the Bible, people. That sounds like an awesome quote. (laughs) But it's like true. It's living and active. Like that whole idea of like, again, like, okay, what does he ask you to do? What's your lane right now? And just do that. And then all the other strategies, all the other people who are having success, which is amazing. Sometimes you just got to tune it out and just focus on like, okay, I'm going to do what you call me to do. I'm not going to try to do anything more or anything less. I'm just going to be faithful with this. I'm going to ignore life's distractions. And today's day and age, like we have to be very intentional, Mm -hmm. right? About doing that because there's so freaking many of them. And two more things, if I can real quick, is like, are you stewarding what's in your hands now well? Similarly to like, have you done the last thing the Lord has asked you to do? Well, are you stewarding well what you have now? Like in your job, in your home, like with your health, maybe you're hoping to move into another house, okay? So again, like in the waiting, in the middle, like how do we rest right? Is like, are you stewarding what you have now? Well, and then the last thing I would encourage is like great mentorship and community. 
And that's why this community is so important and encouraging, Erica, because you're creating a community of other women who can say like, you are enough. The Lord is enough in you. You can have other people pray with you. That is such a huge deal when you can have women or maybe a good friend or a spouse, you can pray together and have that agreement of like, Hey, are you, am I right here? You know, cause sometimes we feel like, is that really the mm-hmm. Lord or whatever? Mm-hmm. But when we have that great mentorship and community around us of people who are steadfast in the Lord and maybe more farther along in life than we are, those are great people to stand in agreement with in the process. And they also help us to keep our eyes straight ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, when we start to get distracted and sidetracked, they can say, um, Erica, that's not your lane. Like, why are you looking over there? Someone else's lane or pasture, like just enjoy what you have now, you know, like focus on what you have now. And so that's another key for just not hiding out, you know, not feeling isolated. Cause that's another thing And th- these seasons can feel so isolating, but really being intentional to bring some of that community around you in the midst of the journey. Because like we've said, like, this is a journey. This is not a one stop shop. Mm. Those are so good, Brooke. Seriously. So good. I was writing them down. I'm like, I need these today, (laughs) even though I've got the audio and it'll be in the show notes, but I was like, I need this today, writing them down. And I really like all of them are wonderful, but that first one about, have you done the last thing he told you to do? Yeah. I don't think I've really ever heard that said before. You read a lot about, you know, in the seasons of waiting and not hearing from God, but you never really question like, oh, have I not done something that I was supposed to do? And like, <laughs> right, he's just right, waiting right. for me to be like, uh, yeah, I want to give that to you, but uh, I'm waiting for you to get this done. I just think like my my kid, I do that to him. You know, like, I really do want to give this to you, but until you actually, like, yes, put away so your true. blocks, you can't get your popsicle. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yes. it's like as simple as that, you know? It's like, just put away your blocks, buddy. I'll give you the popsicle. It's not that big of a deal. Like, just do the action step and you're going to get it. Yeah. But, like, you just, you don't think of it that way. So I really, really enjoyed how you said that. And just, if you're stewarding your good gifts and, like, are you doing the great things in your hands right now. Like for me, and I've mentioned this before, you know, the big dream would be one day to have faith and gather as my full-time career. Like that would just be such a blessing. You know, I really love being an entrepreneur and I love this ministry, but you know, I'm at a wonderful company right now, just as an employee. And, you know, I've had to kind of struggle through that, like having these feelings of, you know, like wanting my own thing, but at the same time, knowing it's not time to jump and I believe like that's a good word for me is, you know, am I stewarding what I'm doing with that company right now well enough for God to want to give me the gift one day? And to be honest with you, like I wouldn't want to leave my company right now because there's a lot of things that I still have to learn and I want to support, you know, my boss and her mission and all of that. So it's, it's, you know, making sure, like you said, to just hang in there and really steward what is yours and like, do the best that you can within in your hands. And then the mentorship and community. I mean, man, I have had so much clarity from conversations with women, you know, like that we're always in our own head and we're always having those conversations and, you know, conversations with God, but until we actually like get it out into the world and some things you you should keep between you and God, but until like, you know, some of those things, until you get them out in the world, like it'll take maybe one conversation and then like, boom, clarity. Like the something that you've been thinking on for months and you just have like one mm-hmm. person will say one sentence and you're like, oh, 
that's it. That's exactly it, you know, and God works through others, you know, through the the Holy Spirit. Right. So, yeah, having that community is just so important for one, for support, and then also, like, just, you know, God works through others. So be very aware of that, like, you can't do it all on your own. So I love that. So good. So good. This has been so wonderful, Brooke. Thank you so much. Just so life-giving and really a lot of good good information for me in the season in my life right now. And then also I know for so many other women, because I just, I hear it from a lot of my friends and how they just keep burning out and having these breakdowns and, you know, we're forgetting to really fully abide in the Lord. And so a lot of good tangible and just um, thank you for speaking and, and giving, just showing your heart and vulnerability and all of that. So I know that these lovely ladies listening would love to get to know you more. So how can they connect with you and connect with your company and how can we best serve you as well? Thanks again for the opportunity to share that. And just quick aside, I'm so excited for what the Lord is doing in women you know, um, I think he is doing a whole new thing within the hearts of women that um, is so powerful and needed for this hour that we are in right now. And it's extremely powerful and important. And it's full of life and submission and love and grace. And um, yeah, there's just a generation of women rising up that are going to make a huge impact. So yeah, listeners, I'd love to connect with them. Really simple at Well Women Co. Facebook or Instagram at Well Women Co. And then you can head to my website for everything else. So I have a podcast, like we mentioned earlier, Well Women Co. Podcast, which Erica will have to get you on shortly. Well Women Co. Podcast. Um, I have my book. I briefly shared that um, testimony and that story called Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be. There's a course that corresponds with that. And I also have a free resource that I would love to share and really is my favorite thing going on right now. Again, I shared, I feel like I'm in a season of serving, like just giving things away. And so this resource that I recently created is a free small ebook called Six Steps to a Miracle Morning Guide. And it was really, truly birthed like out of this season of rest, out of this season of learning how to abide and also translating that to every day. So like, how do I actually start my day now in this new mentality and perspective of like, of abiding and walking in step with the spirit, but also living on purpose, not just twiddling on my mm-hmm. thumbs and saying, well, you know, someday when I have greater clarity and like someday when the door is open, like then I'll start, you know, walking in this, like, no, I'm, he's teaching me how to walk in purpose and assignment, even in the midst of waiting and pruning, if that makes sense. And so this guide is extremely practical six step guide that I use that people can take and make personal to their lifestyle and their season of life. And that's just on my website as well, wellwomenco.com. So you can find me there, connect with me there. I'd love to hear how this conversation is encouraging and tagging Erica and and letting Erica, I'll do this for you, Erica, because I know it's hard to do for yourself, but like let Erica know how these conversations are impacting you. And I'm sure she'd love to hear feedback, right? Like what are the topics, you know, you shared today, like a topic that's on your heart that you're needing encouragement in. And, And we all have those areas that we need encouragement. And so I'm sure Erica and I would love to hear those so that we can rally around you and support you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Because the same things you're going through are the same things we're going through. We always like to think that it's just us. It's not. 
It is not, it is not. And we are here as a community, just in general, as sisters in Christ to support one another and not do this alone. So that's so important. Well, thank you so much, Brooke. Just really, really appreciate it again. Thank you for your heart and really just your obedience and stepping into this season because the little journey that I am starting right now, I know how tough that is, especially when the world is telling you one thing and God is telling you another and you need more strength than you think (laughs) in moments like that. So just when I just want to say, I'm proud of you for going through this season and um, you're just so encouraging. And I know that your obedience is really going to help others in their obedience to Christ as well. So thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Erica. Proud of you too and cheering you on. Thank you. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.